as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And today we are talking about fairies. Again. <laughs> we are, we are, we are vis- we're revisiting it. So, uh, I guess I'll start. We know um, fairy rings, right? Like, so there are, sometimes you'll be traveling a lot of times in, you know, wilderness, you know, places without people and like, especially woods and stuff. Usually Ireland, but you know, I think they actually technically are supposed to be able to happen worldwide where you're walking along and it's like, you know, you're well outside of civilization and you see a ring uh, usually of mushrooms, although they can happen with like stones and like basically like certain types of plants and stuff where it's literally grown in a ring, not a not like a filled circle, but just a very evenly placed ring mm-hmm. of plants called a fairy circle. And generally speaking, do not ever step into one unless you really know what you're doing. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, like, because this is... Uh, there are tons of stories, especially, I mean, especially, yes, in Ireland, although we can see similar hints of this worldwide, of people accidentally crossing into fairy rings and of being abducted by fairies and, like, basically crossing over into another world and getting lost and not coming back for days, weeks, oftentimes years later. However, what's kind of settled in Ireland is that these rings are essentially doorways, and that's part of the reason why people get lost. But If you know whose door you're knocking on, sometimes you can strike up a relationship. There are these rings called the Ring of Wrath, which is R-A-T-H, not like W-R, it's not like like Ger-R, it's just like the name of the town. Um, They're on the Carlo-Wicklow border, uh, which is an island, and these rings that happen here are like nice fairies. (laughs) So, like, these fairies are, are known to be helpful to humans. Like, for example, if you are a couple and you're having a hard time conceiving a child, you can go to one of these rings and, you, like, both of you, and you can basically, like, ask the fairy to help you have a baby. Um, oh. You can, <laughs> right? <laughs> you can, like, if you're lonely and want to be married, but you've been having a hard time getting married, you can go to one of these rings and be like, I really need a wife. And, like, within the year, like, if now this one requires a ritual, usually of giving something to the fairy to be like, like, I'm going to give you this really cool thing if you can help me find a good husband or whatever. Like, within the year, you'll probably find somebody that you're going to get married to. Um, oh. The really cool one, though, and this one, I'm like, ooh, conspiracy theory time. If you are a musician, if you sleep inside of a fairy ring, one of these, the, the particular ones, the Ring of Wraths, which happened on Carlo Wicklow border, if you're a musician and you sleep inside one, on the night of a festival of like like of which probably you were supposed to perform at you know musically you will gain otherworldly ability to create music like and like there's apparently a price but nobody will say what the price is and there's like musicians who say that they've done this and gotten really good albums (laughs) and i'm just like 
there's this Irish dude, Hozier, who makes <gasps> incredibly haunting music that I'm like, did you sleep in a fairy ring? Because that would honestly explain a lot. It really would. <laughs> that's a good point. That's that, a real that's good a point. theory. I have no idea. I am, however, going to tweet Hozier probably very soon to after we're done recording this to be like, did you sleep in a fairy ring? Just DM me yes or no. <laughs> Right. I, I have to know. I need I need to know. So um yeah, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh how I will say like despite the fact that these are supposed to be nice fairies, a Carlo man once tried to dig up a fairy ring. He said that he thought there was treasure underneath it. Who knows? Maybe he was just tired of all these tourists coming into his yard. No idea. He, uh, when he started digging, like, it's basically, like, he was only able to get the shovel in a couple of times before he started feeling very faint. And then he started bleeding from the Damn. So, like, the fairies, pretty sure, want the rings to stay there. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, so that was that's some information I found about fairy rings. <laughs> Well, damn. <laughs> right? Do not. Just don't mess with them. Just, just don't mess with them unless you know what you're doing. <laughs> right, right. Well, I don't have anything that creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's, that's the episode. Got, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple of things. I don't have anything uh, European. All the stuff I had was from the Western Hemisphere. So one of the things that I had was the was the Alex, Alex, A-L-U-X, from the Yucatan Peninsula in Guatemala. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also called Chinec, uh, which is in the Nahuatl language, okay. uh, which is, is like the native language of the area. So, again, uh, if you guys have listened to our other Faye episode, then you'll you'll know where I'm going with this. And if you haven't, then go listen to it. <laughs> uh, but these creatures are small, around knee-high. Sometimes mm. they're invisible. <laughs> ah. And uh, when they're not invisible, invisible, they wear like traditional Mayan clothes. Okay. Um, and they, they play similar chick- tricks that leprechauns play. Interesting. Yeah. Because uh, the first thought I was like, oh, it's like leprechauns, but, you know, not Irish, essentially. Right. right. So they, the, the lore goes that they come into being when a farmer builds a small home in a cornfield. And then the Alex helps grow the corn for seven years by like uh, summoning rain and patrolling the field and whistling to scare off like predators and, and mm-hmm. um, like things that would eat the corn and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but at the end of the seven years, the farmer has to close up the house and like seal all the windows and the doors and stuff to seal the Alex inside of it. Or it runs wild to play tricks. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought that was pretty cool because a lot of the like the little people lore that we had had last time was just that like they were just wild beings and we didn't know where they came from or anything like that. But then this one is like this is how you create one. And this yeah, from or like, action. or at the very least, like attract one. You know, like right <laughs> to go live inside your little home. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I have, so so like I had said in our pre-meeting, I went on this weird water sprite kind of, like water fairies kind of tour. And yeah. there is there is one that uh, pretty much like you, you might be able to see it, 
But in a very occasionally, there are stories of fishermen who catch one. But uh-huh. they are, it's from English folklore, and they're the ash ray. And they're aquatic fairies um, really frequently. There's, I will say their stories happen, so I'm going to equate that to they tend to live in Cheshire and Shropshire. Mm-hmm. And they are, they're little, they're like two to four feet tall. They have like green hair and they're blue. And they are very cold to the touch. And if they're in sunlight too long, they literally melt into water. Um, oh, yeah. So like there are stories of like fishermen who catch them like in nets or whatever. And they, you know, try to take them home. But the longer they're out of the water, the like they'll melt <laughs> into puddles. That's crazy. And, yeah, yeah. And also apparently they are very adverse to foul language. <laughs> so apparently if one of them's like causing you issues, like you could just curse at it. Like literally like fuck you and they'll be like, Oh, oh I'll just pack my things and go home then. <laughs> Listen here, you little shit. <laughs> right. So I'm like, cool, that's that's pretty easy. That's why you call it cursing. <laughs> nice. But yeah. nice. well, you know, I I really like the um they uh they'll basically melt into water if they're yeah. in the sunlight. That's that's, that's way cool. I I don't know, nothing nothing that I'd really ever heard of before. Right? Yeah. Like I mean, the only thing like um turning into water is the uh, Wicked Witch of the West. Right. That's the closest thing I I can think of that I'm like ah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool I have the Curapira which is from Brazilian folklore yeah um, and uh, it means covered in blisters in the Tupi language they have bright red and orange hair and they're they're thought to they look like a man or a dwarf with backwards feet uh-huh. um, <laughs> it's kind of like a mix of like leprechaun and oh crap I can't remember the name of it and I just did it in a in a an episode a few weeks ago where she like had a backward foot and she was from Brazil. So like the vampire episode you did. Yes, and I can't remember the name of it and it's gonna drive me nuts. But uh, she was also from Brazil with a backward oh, okay. foot. So huh. there's there's that relation there. Just a common theme, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> Scared of feet, I guess. I mean um, <laughs> feet are scary. <laughs> Have you ever seen a foot? <laughs> conversation with somebody and then be like have you ever seen this thing that everybody has very clearly seen and people are yeah. like oh most like the possessed yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my god and I didn't start doing that until I did that episode <laughs> it's like our own inside joke that we created <sighs> that we're sharing with the world right now right because that wasn't a drunk episode I did and <laughs> like I say that all the time now and people are just like okay you know <laughs> like, you, you don't, don't listen to it. my podcast <laughs> yeah. oh my god sorry there's a very quick tangent a movie that I, I still really like I'm trying to like I don't know it's not like super problematic and but it was it's definitely like early 2000s uh so you know has the has the ability to be super problematic although it's right. really not that bad um it's called what's your number and it's a it's a rom-com and mm-hmm. it's got what's his face Ugh. Got Captain America in it. Chris Evans. It's got it's got mm. Chris Evans in it. And um, so 
like he he's the neighbor he's like like the you know he lives in the apartment literally across the hall um from the main character Mm -hmm. And he is over at her apartment. I can't remember why. It's, like, early in the morning. I think it was one of these, like, she was really drunk and, like, having a hard time, like, opening up her own door or something. Basically, like, he stayed the night or maybe, like, went back to his own apartment and came in really early in the morning to check up on her because she was, like, a mess. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she gets up and she's wandering around her own kitchen. And he's there. He's, like, very clearly there. He has, like, his phone or his laptop or something. Like, he's, like he's been sitting there for a while doing stuff, but in her apartment. And so she's like very blearily coming into her kitchen. And then she's like, where's my coffee maker or something like that. And he was just like, well, apparently you don't follow me on Twitter because if you did, you know, I had broken it like four minutes ago. (laughs) He just has this very like, well, apparently you don't follow me on Twitter. And I, I use that sometimes. I was like, well, I guess somebody doesn't follow me on Twitter because otherwise you would have heard me talking about this. Yeah. (laughs) I just think we should use that for our podcast. Apparently somebody doesn't listen to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise you would have known. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we should get back to the Kuro Pira. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) For sure. All right. Oh, I yeah. seen <laughs> a foot. Uh, yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay. So they live in the forests of Brazil, mm-hmm. and they use their feet to trick hunters um, into thinking they were going one way when really they were going the other, so they can like walk oh. a hunter into a trap, basically. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they create illusions and they produce high-pitched whistles to, like, scare people and drive them mad. And they prey on poachers and hunters who prey on animals taking care of their young. Oh. So I thought that was really cute. Uh-huh. Um, and then, just a fun little thing, um, uh, the Kurapira were featured in a television series called Beastmaster, from which ran from 1999 to 2002, uh, uh-huh. that starred Emile DeRaven. Or Emily DeRaven, however you say her name. I remember that show, actually. Maybe? I would think I watched that show. Yeah. Because it's live action, right? It's not a, yeah. it's not like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that I show. I mean, vaguely. I think I blocked I a lot of it out, but I do remember that show. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been five, so I don't remember that show. Oh, <laughs> oh so. I forget. Yeah, no, I was like in middle school. <laughs> really close to old reruns of I want to say I think it ran next to Xena maybe or something like that so yeah we did watch Xena until they started to get gay and then my mom was like nope nope that's the whole point that's the whole point of the show is that they're gay that's (laughs) the entire point oh my god I just I have so many things I want to discuss with your mother but only when you're ready to never talk to your mom again. Because <laughs> I'm just like, listen here. We need to have a discussion about what you think this this means. Because <laughs> you apparently do not know. <laughs> hey guys, it's Aries cutting in for a regularly scheduled commercial break. First, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Pack Photography. 
They are a photography business based in Kuwaita, Oklahoma, and you can check them out on packmulephotography.com to see all their pricings and listings and, and stuff like that uh, for if you want them to take your pictures. So check them out. Uh, also, I'd like to thank Mac Boyle and also Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries for uh, Mac Boyle for producing our show, for Party Now Apocalypse Later for hosting us as a network, and for giving us all these really good opportunities to make a podcast for you. And speaking of podcasts, we check out Party Now. Uh, we are on another podcast called The Holodeck is Broken, which is a Star Trek watch rewatch podcast. It's got me and Z and Mac and Laura, which is Mac's wife. And she is our captain. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we're watching Star Trek and we're talking about it. Half of us know what Star Trek is and the other half all don't. <laughs> so it's been kind of a wild ride. <laughs> Yeah, but go ahead and check out Party Now and uh, see all the really cool podcasts that they have over there. Um, we are very thankful for getting hosted with them. And if you if you listen to our stuff chronologically, we are in the process of getting all of our episodes over there and being like officially and firmly hosted by them. Uh, right now, we're still kind of split uh, in between here and Podbean, so um, we're working on it. It's a whole it's a whole thing. Road work ahead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so and also mac uh thank th thanks so much i know you always get embarrassed whenever we thank you but i'm thanking you anyway because you're really cool and thank you for producing our show and and, fix and uh, fixing all of our really dumb mistakes um because we make a lot of them haha uh so can please continue fixing our mistakes um we are trying our best and yeah, last but not least, thank you listeners. You guys have been really good. Thank you so much for sticking with us with all of our technical issues and um, the pandemic. Uh, wear your masks, please, for the love of God, wear your masks. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you keep showing up, we'll keep showing up. So yeah, and now Z with our fact of the day. So forgive us if we've done this one before, because we have this long list of, of potential stuff. And I feel like maybe we've done this, but Eris feels like maybe we haven't. So anyways, you're going to hear it again if you've already heard it. The phrase, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, is a, a English proverb that refers to the practice of evaluating the age of a horse by looking at his teeth. It's also the source of the expression long in the tooth, because if the horse's gums had receded a lot, then that meant that they were older. And mm. if their tooth, their teeth, their tooths, tooths were, <laughs> were shorter, then that meant that they were younger. So, and it's just a phrase meaning don't question the value of a gift. Yeah. 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 Back to the episode. Now that we're back, let's discuss the Jogan which is Iroquoian, and it's another kind of lore about the little people. So they're seen as drum dancers. They're usually invisible, and if you hear drumming with no visible drummers, then you know that they're near. Oh. Uh, they, they leave rings or bowls in the bare earth, which you can, like, put offerings in. So that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the Fae. Yeah. And the offerings are usually fingernails or tobacco. And I'm not sure I'm not sure why those things, but those things. Well, I mean, tobacco has a lot of uses. Fingernails do too, but like in the like, so there's a lot of Celtic 
folklore around basically things that come off of your body, like hair or mm. uh, fingernails, like clippings, you know, and okay. how like you need to, um, there used to be like whole, I don't know if they were laws, but they were kind of like polite, good practices of like, if you got your hair cut at a barber, that like they would sweep up your hair and put it in a bag and give it to you. <laughs> Because you don't want anyone else getting clippings of your hair because they can do bad shit with it. Like, you know, and like fingernails too. And a lot of it's like wrapped up in like fairy legend and lore. And like if a fairy gets a hold of your fingernails, they like can own you. (laughs) So that's 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 where my mind is going right now. Like, yeah, give me your fingernails. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. All right. It'll be fine. (laughs) <laughs> like I totally got the tobacco stuff because tobacco is one of the like the medicine plants. Oh, for uh, sure. It's like yeah. like cedar sage tobacco. Uh-huh. Like those were the 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 big things. So I, yeah. I got the tobacco, but I was like I don't understand the fingernails. But I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean I took it from a nefarious angle, but I mean maybe it was completely innocent. But yeah, that's I mean I've spent a lot of time in like Celtic folklore, so <laughs> yeah. So there are also disembodied lights. And, like, the cause of bad luck. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's dangerous to be disrespectful to them. Ah. There are, like, three subcategories, which kind of, like, reminds me of, like, uh, our Trolls episode, which I think was, like, our third episode we ever did. Yeah. And uh, so there's the, the Hongas, which are the stone throwers, throwers or the rollers, which, if I'm not mistaken, there was one of those in the Trolls episode, too. Like, they were, like, the stone trolls. Um, yes. Yeah, but they so the Gahangas live in rocky areas and streams, and they like to play catch with stones. Mm. But they like to play catch with stones with people. So like, <laughs> they just like throw rocks at people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just and really like, hoping that somebody's gonna catch it and throw it back. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like, they might be the source of like rock slides, um, okay. and things like that because they're like they're trying to play catch, but they forget that we're so tiny and puny. Consent matters, you know. Maybe we're busy. Maybe we don't have time to play catch right now. Like if you ask, you know, then we'll be like, you know, I can make time for you, sure. You know, don't just throw like a baseball at my head, you know. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Ask. Uh, Yeah, and then there's the gandaya, which care for the the flora of the area, um, and they tell tell the plants when to grow, and like they communicate with the plants about like when the rain will come and things like that. They help respectful Iroquoian farmers, and they love strawberries and take the form of robins, like American robins, if Mm -hmm. they're bearing good news, and owls if they're bearing bad news. Owls, as bad luck, is, like, super common in native lore, so I thought that was cool. And then the way that the Gandaya help farmers kind of reminded me of the Chiripiru, or the Alex, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then, and then the last subcategory of them is the Odaos. They're subterranean guardians of the world. And they come from underground at night to dance and hunt. And they hunt underworld creatures that have escaped. So they're like, they're like demon hunters, which I think was like super cool. That is really cool. I'm just so like, oh man. <laughs> yeah. I can't even comment. I'm just like transfixed. <laughs> yeah. I, I I thought this one was super cool. I was really excited to find this one, the Joga. Mm-hmm. So, and that's that's that. That's what I got. Okay, I have. Okay, so so bear with me. <laughs> I found a bunch of stuff on Morgan Le Fay that does wrap up into 
like fairy lore. I mean, to the fact that like her name is Morgan Le Fay, like Morgan the fairy. So she, like I said, bear with me. <laughs> it will make more sense later. So, so like Morgan Le Fay, Arthurian legend. A lot of the early appearances of her in Arthurian legend, like like early appearances as in timeline of history. Pretty much, she's just like a uh, she's a sorceress, maybe a fairy, maybe a witch. Um, you know, translations differ. That's that's basically she's just an archetypal role. Like she is like this sorceress, you know, female kind of magical presence when you need something. Later through time, she kind of morphs into this both a magical savior and also an antagonist to King Arthur himself. It's Christian de Troye who he he wrote a lot of he wrote down rather a lot of the chivalric romances of like, you know, the the old stories about chivalry and knighthood and stuff like that. Um right. and this is where she gets established as Arthur's supernatural sister. But it is Mallory who wrote uh, The Death of Arthur, Mort d'Arthur. Um, a lot of these are French, which is weird. But anyway, um, it, it's because it's Brittany and Normandy, which is the northern side of France. Anywho, they had taken over England at that time. So all of it's written in French. Um, because yeah. French was the national language of England for quite a long time. Oh, anyway, cool. so yeah. Yeah, that's actually why we speak the English we do. Because the original English, Old English, is much, much closer to German. So when France took us over in 1066, it started to melt. Basically, English is the is like literally the baby of French and German. So oh, anyway, yeah, that's cool. that's also why we have a lot of words for sa- the same thing, like cow versus beef. It's because cow is German and beef is French. So ah. yeah, yeah, it just language is so interesting. Anyway, whew, that's a whole different story. Okay, but yeah, so so death of Arthur. Mallory wrote this book, uh, Mort d'Arthur, and um, in that he he start he tried to make it less of like here's some poems and more like here's a narrative, like here is a book, like like he tried to make it more like not just a song you would sing in a five minute like court dance, but like I'm gonna make a novel. So he starts giving people more backgrounds. So he like gives everyone backstories. So in this one, Morgan is Arthur's half sister same mother different fathers and so she is half fairy because like her daddy was literally a fairy anyway also uh, he makes her wicked um she is the apprentice to merlin she is very promiscuous she's jealous of her of her baby brother arthur she's like conniving she also like lusts after lancelot and hates guinevere because guinevere definitely has a side thing with with lancelot which also like this is weird like sisterly thing happening where she's like how dare your wife cheat on you but also i hate you <laughs> like it's this ooh. anyway so she right. becomes more of a villain in this one however she also like at the end she is the one who takes arthur to avalon to heal from his like from being gravely injured at this battle of camelon mm-hmm. and and like and then even after he dies, she's the one who cares for him. Like she built, she makes his magical shroud and like he, she like clearly is like the caretaker of his body. Like, yeah. But Avalon, like this, this word loops back into fairy stuff. She becomes the immortal queen of Avalon. Avalon, the Isle of Apples already is very described as a kind of a fairy realm. It is where Excalibur was created, where it was forged. 
So in Welsh and um, like Welsh and Cornish and a whole bunch of places in England, there are these water spirits. They are known to be the Morgans, the Lady of the Lakes. They are late women in the bottom of lakes. <laughs> um, and they appear as water spirits. And she becomes Morgan, like Morgan Luffey, uh, not only has the linguistic like nomenclature of like mm-hmm. her name is literally... That like it's like saying leprechaun the fairy like it's a type of fairy the morgan is a lady of the lake and nice. like she's the queen of the lady of the lakes of avalon the place of lakes and apples where excalibur was forged who was then handed off by a lady of the lake to arthur for- anyway it's just it's all very fairy-esque and like looking into arthur like yes arthurian legend is very like you know knights and stuff like that but it is at its heart a a long fairy tale. It is yeah. absolutely a fairy tale. Yeah. <laughs> it's about fairies doing fairy bullshit <laughs> with humans, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So there's my very long rant about Morgan Le Fay and how she's a fairy princess and I love her. <laughs> that's great. I didn't know all that. So that's super cool. <laughs> Yay! Hooray! <laughs> I, I love Morgan Le Fay. <laughs> like, yeah. All the dudes wrote her as like this evil lady. I'm like, she had her life together. She had a job. She had magic. She like slept with anybody she cared. Like she just, she just, she had, she was beautiful. She had fantastic dresses. She had as many swords as you could want. You know, she just had her life together. She was a real role model is what I'm saying. Right. (laughs) Anyway, I could literally talk about Morgan the Fae for hours. That's great. I didn't know all that stuff. Like, I mean, I guess I kind of had an inkling that Lefay meant fairy, but like, uh-huh. I didn't know about like Morgan and like all the background and stuff. So that's super cool. Yeah. Thank you. I'm like, yes, we're going to do a fairy episode. I'm going to redeem myself. I'm going to talk about Morgan. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's the best. <laughs> so that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. Okay, cool. If everything holds well, our next episode is going to be uh, more ghost stories. Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. I I am too. Also, that one, Um, I'm just going to, like, I've got ghost stories of my own that I need to share. So I think we'll be doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, my job is haunted. <laughs> I, the last like, time we did haunted, like, I talked about flying. Yeah. I've had some uh, very spooky incidents happen semi-recently. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll be talking about that. So, we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to... Like, 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 like. And subscribe to As The Myth Turns on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And email us at asthemythturns at gmail.com. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site as themythterms.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetent.com.